Will our top wide receivers in this 2022 wide receiver room have a season similar to Tyler Johnson and Rashad Bateman back in 2019? That's what we're diving into today. You're not going to want to miss this. You are locked on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the show, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week. Be sure to subscribe over on YouTube at Locked On Golden Gophers. Be sure to follow wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to follow me on Twitter at four, the number four, Kane Robb video. Uh, so today... We're talking about that amazing 2019 wide receiver group for the Minnesota Golden Gophers, the one that included Tyler Johnson, Rashad Bateman, Chris Ottman-Bell. I mean, it was it was quite the time to be had. Two guys that cracked over 1,000 receiving yards, and can we see that same magic replicated in the 2022 season. Is that something to expect in the 2022 season? We're going to dive into that. And to answer that question, we have to look back at that 2020 or 2019 wide receiver group. So what did the numbers look like? Well, in 2019, Tyler Johnson had 86 receptions for 1,318 yards and 13 touchdowns. That was 15.3 yards per catch, and he had 40% of the team's receptions in that season. And then Rashad Bateman, right behind him with 60 receptions, 1,219 yards, 11 touchdowns with 20.3 yards per catch, and 30% of the reception. So those two alone accounted for 70% of the receptions in that Gophers receiving room. Then you had Chris Hopman Bell, who came in with another 14% of the receptions. He had 28 receptions, 371 yards, and five touchdowns. So altogether, those three put up 84% of the wide receiver production, the receiving production, the receptions, for the Golden Gophers that year. And then you also had Demetrius Douglas who put up 14 receptions for 157 yards, 11.2 yards per catch. So overall in that 2019 season, we saw a lot more passing opportunities. On a per game basis, uh, Tanner was putting up 24.5 attempts per game. He had 318 attempts on the entire season, but that 24.5 24.5 per game is what we're really going to pay attention to there because what does that look like compared to what we saw last year with our passing offense that was one of the lowest in the nation? Well, last year in 2021, Tanner Morgan saw 250 pass attempts as opposed to his 318 in 2019. And he had 19.2 pass attempts per game. So almost a whole six pass attempts less every game. 
Now that doesn't seem like a lot, but it is. You're going from one of the top end of passing. Now they weren't in the top 20. I believe they were in that 30s range when it came to passing yards and passing production in 2019. They might have been even higher than that. I didn't dive into that prior to prepping for this show. But what I can tell you is that in 2021, they were fourth, the fourth worst when it came to passing production, only ahead of the armed force academies, the Army, the Navy, and the Air Force. That's it. So it is quite a huge difference. And six attempts per game times 13 games, I mean, you're getting around 72 attempts difference just from that six a game. Quick math there. I know it's probably actually 78 or something around that, but we're doing it on the fly, folks, so bear with me. Now, looking at how that was divvied out in the 2021 season, we saw Dalen Wright with 18 receptions, 365 yards, 20.3 yards per catch, and nine games. That's 12% of the receptions. Chris Ottman Bell had 24% of the receptions with 506 yards on 36 catches, six touchdowns. 14.1 yards per carry. Then you had Daniel Jackson, Michael Brown Stevens, and Brevin Spanford, who came in with 17%, 15%, and 15% of their receptions, respectively. Now, each of those guys also put up over 250 yards and a single touchdown on the season in 2021. So we spread it around quite a bit more. Nobody's seeing 25% or more of their receptions, whereas in 2019, we had two guys that were 30% or higher. So quite the difference overall. And 2020, that really sparked my thoughts there because I was like, you see such a drop off from 2021 and 2019 but what did 2020's pass attempts per game look like? Well, in 2020, Tanner Morgan had 183 pass attempts in seven games, which leads to 26.3 pass attempts per game. So he was actually passing the ball more per game on a per game basis in 2020 than he did in 2019. But again, it's a much smaller sample size. So that could have ended up a bit lower or maybe even closer to that 24.5 in 2019. I say all of this just to give us the best numbers to work with when we're trying to project forward. So if you take the average of pass attempts between 2020 and 2021, where we saw the passing game not as good as that 2019 after Kirk Sharaka left, if you take the average numbers of pass attempts per game, it comes to 22.6, but for ease of rounding or ease of math, let's round that up to 23 per game. So we're going to use that number of 23 pass attempts per game to help us in projecting and predicting how this wide receiver room's production could shake out this upcoming season. And you know what? That 23 number feels good because it's less than 2019. We don't expect everything to be carbon copy and paste of 2019. But setting the bar a little bit lower and using a more realistic number, that'll help us get there. So now, now that I've just spit a ton of numbers at you, a ton of words, word vomiting, hopefully you're still sticking in there with me, what does it all mean? We're going to talk about that coming up next. First, 
I gotta talk to you. I have to. I told you once, I've told you twice, but when it comes to sports, betting, and information, you have to go to Bet Online. Bet Online's got you covered when it comes to more props, more lines, and more odds than ever before. If you are looking to place a bet on any sporting event, you need to check out Bet Online. They've got you covered, especially as we head into the football season. You can check out the Gophers' odds to win the division, which they are fourth best in the division. So if you think they're going to win it, now's the time. You can check out the odds on the win totals over and under for the Gophers, which is that 7.5 over under on 7.5 wins. So if they get 8 and you say over, you're winning money. If they get 7 and you say under, you're winning money. So be sure to at least give it a check, give it a try, and if you want to make Bets with family members, bets with friends at the games. You can use those numbers to help base your projections because Bet Online does the work to get the best lines, odds, props, etc. for you. So be sure to check them out. Be sure to check them out on your mobile device, on your laptop, you name it. Bet Online has you covered. They've got the latest trends and actions. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Gophers fans, thank you so much for making us your first listen when it comes to Gopher sports each and every day of the week. I'm going to keep churning out this content daily for you, and hopefully you're enjoying it. And if you are, let me know what you specifically want to hear about as we move forward. I want to be sure to cover the basis for you. I got an email just yesterday, and I've got another topic idea that I'm going to work in the show because... A listener requested it and was very interested in it. And we're going to talk about it. Hopefully this week, if not this week, early next week for sure. So be sure to communicate, to interact. Drop comments on YouTube when you're going over there, there to subscribe. You can message the Twitter account at LO Golden Gophers and message that account with the ideas you want talked about, the thoughts you want talked about. We are still gathering mailbag questions for a mailbag segment that I want to kick off before we get the season going. So thank you again for making us your first listen. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get the podcast. Now also be sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Preview on the Audacity app, on YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts, they're giving you seven episode preview with college experts and local experts to talk about the college football season and get you prepped and ready. Now, now that I've spewed out all that information that we talked about to open up the show, a lot of info at once, but that info can help us try and somewhat realistically project numbers for the pass catchers. So we aren't just going to automatically assume that the numbers will be identical to 2019, but what we can do is take that average of Tanner's attempts per game in 2020 and 2021 and use it to estimate that he sees a notch under those 2019 numbers. So like I said, with 23 attempts times 13 games, you're going to see Tanner with around 290 to 300 attempts in this season. Now, I think that's a realistic number. I really do. And if you take that three, we're going to use 300 just because ease of math, folks. I'm, I'm not a math whiz over here. I try to take as little of math in college as possible. So we're going to use 300 for a clean number and estimate the split of the receiver or the reception percentage to something even more 
realistic or trying to get you the real idea of what this year could look like. So if you take Crab, and we're just gonna round him up to 30%, because I do believe he leads the room, and so I wanna give him that benefit of the doubt. He led the room last year, even hampered through injuries, and he had 24% of the receptions. I see him with more production having with more pass attempts going out there, having more production, which means I've got him up at 30% of the of the receptions on the team. 30% of the targets as well is what I got. So at 30% of the targets, he comes in at 90 targets with seven targets a game. Dalen Wright, I have at 25% of the targets with 75 targets total, which is six targets per game. Those feel like realistic numbers. Six and seven targets a game for our starting outside receivers on an offense that's going to pass the ball more that's not anything baffling and that's something that you can honestly see happening on a long-term scale now are they going to get seven every game no but they could get seven some games they could get a couple games of nine they could get a couple games of five to see that average of seven is what i'm getting at so Crab with 30%, Dalen Wright with 25%. Then I've got Mike Brown-Stevens at 15% and Daniel Jackson at 10%. Now, that brings Mike Brown-Stevens at 45 targets and Daniel Jackson at 30 targets. That's three targets per game and two targets per game. Again, that's realistic, attainable, and it shouldn't surprise you. But I can't leave out Brevin Spanford, who is looking to be more and more of a threat and a weapon in this offense as we watch him throughout the camp. We watch his progression. We hear Kirk Shiraka talking about how he loves the camp that he had. He loves the work he's been doing, and he is important to this team. So I've marked Brevin Spanford in there for 20% of the targets on this team that gives 65 targets that's five targets a game. If we can get Brevin five targets a game, I know my guy Ryan Burns has been preaching and loving, we just need five targets a game. I do think that's realistic, especially what we're seeing in camp, especially when we enter that red zone is when he's going to start to see a lot more opportunities in that shortened field. So five targets a game is definitely attainable, 65 targets on the year. Now you put all that together and that gives you about 90 to 100% of the targets. Of course, those five players aren't going to receive 100% of the targets, but they will get a vast majority. So all this projection is giving you some wiggle room around it all. Like don't take it, oh, he said he's going to get 90 targets, but we're giving a little balance, ebb and flow, roll with me here on this one. So using those numbers, now taking those percentages and using the average catch percentage for a wide receiver or a pass catcher in the NCAA, which is about 62% catch rate, and use their average yards per catch from last season and even slightly move that down just a little bit from what they're at. So maybe a yard or half a yard or two yards less than what they were getting last season. That's what I did to make these projections. So you've got Crab coming in with 56 receptions on those 90 targets for 790 yards. I've got Dalen Wright coming in with 47 receptions for 884 yards. Brevin Spanford with 40 receptions on those 65 targets with 480 yards. Michael Brown-Stevens with 28 receptions on the 45 targets, and that comes in at 
458 yards. And then you've got Daniel Jackson, 19 receptions, 228 yards. Now, I haven't been projecting touchdowns because touchdowns are much harder to project. It's There's no real good way to guess at touchdowns. They're very objective. So they're harder to predict, and we're not going to go there. But this would give the Gophers about 2,840-plus yards, not even accounting for the small amount that their running backs will take, or that maybe Jamison Gears gets three or four catches this season, or one of the younger guys has to step in and gets a few opportunities. That's not accounting for that. So 2,840 yards or more is what I would predict for Tanner Morgan moving into this season. So what does that mean for the main question that I've posed at the beginning of this podcast? That's what I want to talk about and address and finally give you that answer coming up next. All right, so we're done dilly-dallying. We're done with all the numbers. It's time for me to answer that question of, will this wide receiver room put up the numbers like we saw from Rashad Bateman and Tyler Johnson? And the answer is no, folks. In the end, I think that the passing numbers can be around the 2019 numbers, maybe even a little bit lower, but I do not think that we're going to have a replica of two wide receivers cracking over 1,000 yards. With the passing options as they currently are, I honestly think that our top three guys are going to be Dalen Wright Crab and Brevin Spamford. I do think Michael Brown Stevens and Daniel Jackson will still get work. But that being said, overall, in the long run, we'll see targets spread out a bit more this season. I think that honestly, 2019 was more of an anomaly than what you'd see in many college offenses you're going to see it spread out more and not 70% of your production coming from two players. So the fact that we have more receivers to work with, the fact that we have a tight end weapon that wasn't used like that in 2019, but now we've seen Kirk Scirocco work with Pat Fryermuth. We've seen how he can work in a tight end of that caliber into the offense, and now we're seeing it in fall camp and hopefully just hopefully, we will see that in the season as well. Now, overall, that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing that we won't have two guys necessarily crack 1,000 yards. Of those numbers we gave, both those guys were around the 800-yard mark. That's still very good. And honestly, who knows? Maybe one of them does end up cracking 1,000 and a different one of them ticks down a little bit. It's okay. They're both really good producers. That's both really good production. So don't fret about it. It's okay to spread the ball around. Having the talent to spread the ball around more might be an advantage for this team in a sense because there are more players to account for through the air. And that's not even talking about the two-headed beast that we have on the ground in the run game. So overall, this gopher offense should be fun. It's Tanner's last hoorah, and he could finish off with quite a nice program record and be a program record-setting quarterback that has even more than the 12 that he already has. Gopher fans, just enjoy the season. Sit back, relax, enjoy how it pans out, and hopefully we win the games that 
we should be in. I've said on multiple occasions on Twitter that every game on this schedule is a winnable game. It's just how we put it together. So I trust in this team. I trust in the coaching staff and what they are building. And I think it is going to be a great ride to be a Gopher fan. And that's going to do it for us on today's podcast. I will see you tomorrow. It's going to be a good one. Be sure to tune in. I'll see you next time.